Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So today is Car Chronicles. Like I told y'all, I'm getting back into the swing of things with school. So look, I got to fit these episodes in <laughs> where I can, when I can, so no time is wasted. But let's hop right into it. Today, I'm thinking about taking your own advice. Um, if you all are familiar with Iyanla Van Zant, she is a spiritual teacher. She calls herself a spiritual technician. I love that term. She has mastered the ability to um, work with people and help them understand how to work through some of their trauma in a very practical way. So not just reading the Bible and then believing, but actually physical work and labor and talking through things and walking through things to help you do it so she has mastered you know taking very spiritual and theory type concepts and making it practical for people to work through their stuff and a lot of people were introduced to her through her show um, that's on own Iyanla Fix My Life (laughs) where she helps families You know, from celebrities to regular folk who are on the page, I mean, not on the page, but on the show, work through their family trauma that's been there for years and generations. Well, Yola Vanzetver has had a career of over like 20 years, and she has a lot of books. One in particular, I read, I've read at least six times, and I read sections of it throughout the year. And I reread the book at least once a year. And it's Value in the Valley. And that was one of the very first spiritual books that I read that I actually really, really love. And she wrote that book in the early 90s. But she has a lot of books. And she's very transparent about her own journey. Where she's helping all of these people get results. She was on book tours early in her career. You know, making all of this money. But was going home and didn't know how the lights was going to get turned on. She was she was teaching people about relationships, but she stayed in an abusive relationship for about 13, 14 years. It makes no sense when you see the results. She nets people, but there was a disconnect from her doing that work on herself and applying the things that she knew until later on in her career where she had to rid herself of these relationships and look at her own life to be able to see, okay, what what am I not doing? I'm helping all these people in these areas, but I'm not getting these same results. And she talks openly about this, so I'm not saying nothing that's new news. That's how I know this. You know, and I think that's interesting because she's so good at what she does. And if you're really about to work, you can literally watch the show and you know do do some of that work on yourself without even knowing her personally but I say that to emphasize the point usually it is my belief that the message and the things that we want to teach others or that we know so well usually God has given that to us because that's the lesson we need to learn the most but so often we try to project what we know what we feel, what we think on other people so much or make other people our projects, like our boyfriend, other people's business or what they got going, Um, our friends, our parents. We try to be so invested in 
what other people need to do that we don't take and apply the information that we know so that we can get the results in, the, in our lives that we're trying to get other people. Because if this information really works that well, why is it not showing up in our own lives? And I, know, I remember when I came to that crossroads, what was it, 2018 or 2019, I was trying to do this giveaway online. In the premise of the giveaway, I was saying, you know, 2020, I think it was 2020 or 2019, one of those years, I really don't remember. I was like, this is going to be the year where we uh, let the work speak for itself. And around that time, I was still like going through this heartbreak. The heartbreak was really just fresh. I I wasn't in a situation financially, mentally, spiritually, where I was standing on my own two feet. You know, and I didn't get any results from that giveaway. And I and I think because I understand spiritual law and the spiritual law of giving and receiving and reaping and sowing, basically doing the work and the return you get reflected back is usually a reflection of somewhere where you are. I understood that Whitley, the message you're trying to give other people, you need to apply it. Here you are, you was just in this relationship telling this man, you know, oh, I want to be celibate until I get married. And because he was everything you thought he wanted to be on paper, here you are sleeping with him in the first three weeks. And I don't mind exposing that because whoever is listening, you can apply this to whatever you need to apply it to. Until we get real with ourselves about the areas that are not working, where we're not getting results, we can't look at other people and try to fix their lives or try to put them in a better position, but then we're not getting those results. Because the reality is some people need to see it to believe it. Some people are waiting on you to become who you are so they can see, okay, whatever she's trying to tell me to do, it's working for her. It's either actively working, ING, it's active, it's in the process. She don't have to be all the way there, but I see the results she's getting. She's actively working towards it, or I see it's worked. Past tense, like she's got and she's sustained the results. Because when you're getting the results of whatever it is that you're trying to advertise to other people, whether it's a lifestyle, whether it's a business plan, whether it's a, you know, you talk about relationships, whether it's you talking about fitness, like you don't got to sell what you got going because people are going to see that you know what you're talking about. They're going to see that they're going to trust that whatever you're giving to them, it works. And they may have the common sense that it may work, but then they have a hard time applying it or listening because they can't look in your life and see any results. I remember with myself, I used to uh, tell my students, and I've, and I've mentioned this on one of these podcasts early on when I told y'all like having the habit of smoking weed. And I was tired all the time. Like physically I can look like, oh, you know, fit, but my lungs was not saying the same thing at the time and here I am telling my students do it full out do it full out and I remember they was like Miss Green can you do it with us or can you show us how to do it and I got real nervous and I did it for them but y'all I was not in my best shape of course I you know I'm a perform in that one moment but man that two minute dance and it's two minutes <laughs> I didn't done 10 minute 11 minute dances with no breaks it's two minutes 
you know, and here I am, <gasps> water, like, not, <laughs> I'm like, they been not ask you to do it again, but it was moments like that that made me say, here I am wanting them to reach a standard that I'm not able to consistently demonstrate or uphold. And I've had so many moments like that last year, even just teaching, even just teaching full time, just in different, just in different spaces where I was telling my kids one thing and seeing, okay, I'm not getting results in them in this area because look at what I'm consistently demonstrating or look at how inconsistent I am with the directions that I'm giving them. They're going to follow more of what I do than what I say. You can think about, you can look at your own parents or grandparents or whoever raised you, or maybe you had perfect parents. I don't know. But there's so many kids who stop listening to their parents in middle school or high school if their parents are constantly trying to tell them something about their life. But you're able to recognize, even if you don't have a language at that age, like, you telling me to do this, but what are you doing? You telling me this about men, but what you got going in your relationship life you telling me this about finances and you still in this position i've watched you for years be do the same thing and parents don't understand like you lose your authority and your own kids can lose respect for you because you're too busy trying to fix their life and be lord over their life but but you're not netting those same results and the kicker is usually just by way of having more lived experience they may be right if i applied whatever they said whatever this authority figure said they may be right but just by human nature we resist people and things like that who try to do try to say so much over somebody else's life but you look at their life and they're not getting the results it almost feels like going to go ask a homeless person how to become a millionaire and I don't say that to be facetious. I say that just because when you understand human nature, you'll understand why if you're trying to do something for somebody else that you have not put in the work to do for yourself or you're not actively, consistently doing in your life, you're going to be hard pressed to find people who are going to stay committed to whatever you're telling them to do. And this even goes in love relationships. I don't know how many times I got in relationships and I wanted somebody to show up for me or do things for me that I haven't even done for myself. There are women who want men to pay bills and stuff, but she hasn't even stood on her own two feet financially. She want them to come in and do hair and pay for nails, but you don't even make that room in your own budget. You don't even make that a priority for yourself if this man here or not. That's a warped expectation. This is not something you do for yourself, but you want somebody else to have a higher standard for you than you're able to have for yourself. You have to follow your own advice. And I've seen that countless times in my life. I was telling a girlfriend last night or the night before last, I was like, you know, she was asking me about a relationship and I told her, you know, this goes for you, any other friend, everybody I love. My expectations are very low for other people. And I said, I don't mean that in a negative way. Like, I love everybody, all the relationships in my life. But the reason I say my expectations are very low for, every, for other people is because I'm the happiest I've ever been 
And I don't mean just because everything is going my way because it's not, but I said inside, whatever standard or expectation I wanna have for other people, I'm becoming that first. I am committed to making myself happy every single day. I'm committed to being who I want to be, who I need to be, that if everybody fell off the face of the earth, Whitley could still stand on her own two feet. Whitley can still survive. Whitley can still feel good about herself and not need to look to the left or the right to see if I'm doing it right, to see if such and such approved, to see if they're going to be here. And I committed to doing that because I had so many relationships that I'd never question fall to the wayside. And it wasn't any fault of theirs. It was how I was showing up. And what was revealed to me when these relationships wasn't working is that I was the one who needed to change. And many of us resolve to fixing other people or distracting ourselves with habits that don't align or letting other people make our decisions or trying to fix other people's life and business because intuitively, even if we don't have the information, we know for sure that if we start facing these things that we need to fix in our own life head on, the relationship we're currently in, we probably won't be in. The friends we entertain, we probably won't have. The job that we keep knowing that is not right for us, we probably will be pushed out of that position. We'll have awareness in so many other areas because now the change is requiring change. The change is requiring a mindset shift. The, The change is requiring that you look at things different. And once you become aware, you become exposed to things that you you cannot stay the same once you have new information. You can't. And if you do, the, t- the inner turmoil will be that much greater because now you have the information. Now you're not ignorant to what you don't know. Now you know and you're actively choosing not to do it. That's why, another reason why when people tell us to do things and we know, like, it make logical sense and if we apply it like we will probably get results if we see they ain't getting results that's just another excuse for us to stay the same because we're gonna look for those excuses to stay the same just because even though we want change we are creatures of habit that means i gotta uproot some of these habits to get on a new wheel to do something different i'm right there right now there's a huge curriculum change i want to make and I know my principal is going to be on, like, she don't really, I wouldn't say she doesn't care. She cares about the work that I do, but, you know, it causes me, like, there's parts of me where I'm just like, I feel myself wanting to ask for validation or wanting to, you know, go slower to not all the way commit. And I just got a thing in a day, Whitley, just do it. You may not have all the answers. You may not know all the pieces, but you got enough information. You got the support. You keep getting the green lights in certain areas. Like, implement it. Do it. Because you've already done the same thing and you know what you did didn't work. So it's okay to make a shift. It's okay to make a change. And to see how it works, just explore. But there are many of us who will stay on this wheel of being the same because we allow ourselves to be distracted by trying to fix other people's problems and not taking our own advice. For me, I'm committed. I want people, when they see me, when they look at my body, I want them to to not be surprised when I say I'm a dancer. And I'm not saying that dancers have to look and be shaped a certain way, but there is 
something I have in mind that if I'm a health professional and I'm in some type of physical field, I want people to be able to see that for what I envision it to be. That's my vision for myself. I want them to see it in my body. I want them to see it in the way that I eat. I want them to see it in my skin. That's my goal. I want to be the absolute best. If I'm going to be teaching, whatever I'm going to be teaching, I want to be the absolute best. I'm going to be reading the books. I'm going to be going to the trainers. I'm going to be going to the conferences. Why? Because I want to be the absolute best. Why be mediocre when you can be the best, when you can apply what you know? There are so many things that I know. And it's like, Whitley, why aren't you applying it? It doesn't matter what you can tell other people to do. They need to see it on you. They need to see it to believe it. Some people, you're going to be their church. If they believe in religion, but they don't get up and go to church, you're going to be their church. You're going to be the only God that they see. You're going to be the reason they start believing in themselves. You're going to be the reason why they start doing things they didn't think they could do. You're going to be the reason why they lose weight. You're going to be the reason why they fix their business. You're going to re- be the reason why they level up in relationships. You're going to be the reason why they believe in the power of their life and in the power of their influence because you believed in yours first. But you're going to continue to attract people who are one foot in, one foot out, who got all the potential because that's where you are. And when I realized I was attracting that in my relationships, in my business, in my opportunities, I stopped and I said, I got to be the common denominator. Like something ain't, something ain't right here because this ain't everybody it can't be everybody else when I stopped shifting the blame to everybody else and looking at everybody else and looking at what my mama didn't teach me my daddy wasn't that when I stopped doing all of that when I stopped thinking oh they just not serious when I started looking at me oh these men out here don't want no no because with all these situations that kind of ended the same that kind of had the same problem The only common variable was me. So I made a commitment in 2020. I want to let the work speak for itself. I want my body to speak for itself. I want the way that I present myself in my language to speak for itself. I want the way that I think to speak for itself. I want when people see my work produced and they don't even see my name on it, I want it to speak for itself. I want it when I'm in front of a crowd to speak for itself. I want it, I want it when I'm behind the scenes to speak for itself. I'm committed to that. So if you're listening to this channel, we're going to the next level in our lives, whatever that next level is for you. If you want to be mediocre, this, this type of conversation and the conversations we have on here, it ain't going to be for you because it's going to rub you the wrong way. You're going to be uncomfortable. But understanding if you keep attracting people who are one foot in, one foot out, that you got to push and pry, it's a reflection of something that you're not doing either. You got to ask yourself, have I put in this same work? Have I netted the results that I'm trying to get other people to believe in? Jesus didn't walk around. He even said, hey, if people don't believe, I got to dust my sandals to them. And he literally dusted his sandals from his hometown. He was like, they don't have no belief here. I can't do good miracles here. I can't do good work here because they don't, they lack belief. And he told his disciples the same thing. Don't sit here and try to convince people do the work. Be what you're saying. Jesus couldn't pull Peter out from being a fisherman. He said, I'm going to make you fisher of men. Peter didn't understand what he was saying. 
He like, what? You gonna make me fisher of men? I ain't like that. I'm not a cannibal. Like, I'm not into eating people, Jesus. But he, he, he thought this man had swag, so he was like, I'm gonna follow him anyway. But Jesus had to lead. He had to lead in what he was doing. He had to be the. He had to go first. He had to take his own advice. He had to show them what he meant. Even at the end of his life, he was still telling them, "Hey." I've been walking with you all this time. Why am I still telling you the same thing? Get behind me, Satan. He's talking to Peter. Your unbelief is, is got me shook right now. How many months you done been with me? How many blind eyes you done seen me healed just by my words, just by your belief you're healed? You walking with me, Peter. You done seen me transform on the mountain. You done seen me do miracles. Why am I still telling you the same thing? So that means that you got to go first. Whatever it is that God has given you, the message God has given you to rise and be in, you have to do the work first. You got to go first. You got to lead from the front, not from the side, not from the back, not from behind the scenes. You got to lead from the front. And until you do that, you're going to continue to get the results that you're getting. Going to the next level requires you to do the work. Apply the information to yourself first. Take your own advice. And you ain't got to convince nobody else because they're going to see it works and they either going to jump on board or they're not. So I love y'all so much. I'm about to walk in work. Um, y'all, we going to the next level every single day. Do what you got to do. And, and anytime you hear a message like this, try to take something and apply it the day of. Just last night, I was telling y'all, you know, I had to make an adjustment. I need to get organized. And I was telling y'all about my workout. I got to go back to working out in the morning. Guess what I got up and did this morning? Even though I went to bed later than I needed to, guess what I got up and did? So it wasn't the full workout that I wanted, but I got up and got moving because I know when I get off work, I got other things to do. So whatever adjustments you need to make, it may not be perfect, but try to implement something. When Start practicing as soon as you get information and you know it resonates. Do something, even if it's small, in that direction of making that change. May, start practicing making quick decisions and committing to doing something about it. And if you need to change course, if you need to reevaluate how it shows up, how you need to do it, do that in the process. But don't delay doing it because you got to plan it out. That's another way where you stall and procrastinate. And because even me, I was like, well, I'll start doing it on Sunday. And I was like, no, get in the, in the habit today. Because by Friday, I want you to be able to wake up at four. Like you need to be able to wake up at four on Monday. Today, I still woke up at six, but I didn't have to be at work till 830. So, but do start practicing. And that's the only way it, these things, consistency, commitment follow through all of those are skills that can be strengthened they can be learned but they're not going to be learned by keeping stuff in your head or even keeping it in your planner or keeping it on your journal you're not doing nothing right nothing down if you never executing it you can go to the library every single day of the week and still be unproductive if you're not doing anything different make the phone call Schedule something, get up and go walk, go get in nature, whatever it is that you need to do, do it, do it today. Stop waiting. It's not going to be perfect. Put an action to it and figure out the how and how to perfect it while you're on the journey doing it. But above all, take your own advice. I love y'all so much. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed day. Keep grinding, keep shining, keep showing up, continue to believe in yourself, um, 
If you want to reach out to me, Whitley and Green is my website. I also have my blog there. If you'd love to read, I have pretty good work on there. My contact information is on there. Arts Feminine is my Twitter page. Wondering Whitley on Instagram and Facebook. Wit Wit Hooray is my personal page. W-H-I-T-W-H-I-T-H-U-R-R-A-Y. And The Feminine Arts Academy. I'll be uploading more of these videos also to YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Anchor or wherever you're listening to, um, I also have other videos there. And I'm on The Feminine Arts Academy on Instagram and Facebook as well. So I love y'all so much. Have a great day. Remember, get in alignment and receive your assignment. Talk to you soon.